0: Luke chapter 1, you can take your Bible and turn there with me. This is a very special time of year. And it's not because it's when we celebrate Christmas. It's because we're reminded by Christmas to celebrate Jesus. God's people, of all people, should all be about Celebrating Jesus at Christmas. And I know that you're thinking about the Lord Jesus Christ at Christmas, but sometimes it's easy to get distracted with all the other things going on around us. Not only should God's people be celebrating Jesus at Christmas, but God's people should be celebrating Jesus all year long, every day of the year. And so I'm grateful for a time like this when we get to be reminded to celebrate Jesus. So how can we be reminded at Christmas to celebrate Jesus and every day of the year? How can we be reminded? Well, we have got God's Word for that, and I want to take you to this passage in Luke that is very familiar to us, especially at this time of year. We often come to this passage and to help us learn to celebrate Jesus every day of the year. Let's look together at this familiar passage beginning in verse 26 of Luke chapter 1. Now, how can we be reminded at Christmas to celebrate Jesus all year long? Here's the first reminder I want you to see in our text, in our passage this morning. To celebrate Jesus every day of the year, do this. Focus on God's grace. Focus on God's grace. This passage is showing us how God is at work. God was at work. This is God's grace at work in Mary's life. But it's interesting when we stop and think about this, we we need to realize, too, that it's also grace that will extend far beyond Mary. Far beyond Mary's day. Look again at verse 28, where we see the angel Gabriel, who was sent from God, saying to Mary, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. And then look at verse 29. See how verse 29 says about how Mary thinks about this, but she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. Needless to say, Mary is startled, (laughs) who wouldn't be, and His words trouble her. Why has she been highly favored? What exactly do His words mean? Uh, This is a strange event, indeed. Why did the angel Gabriel call Mary highly favored? Was it because of all the young women in Nazareth, she was special? No. God could have chosen any of them. It's interesting to note here that this word in the Greek translated for us favor is only used one other time in the New Testament. It's found in Ephesians 1, and it points to God's free gift of grace to sinners through Christ. If you are a believer in Jesus, your salvation is a gift of God's grace. We ought to be reminded of that wonderful truth at Christmas. Ephesians 2.8 says it like this, For by grace... You have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Not one believer in Jesus has anything to boast about because there's nothing we've done to deserve salvation. It's simply an act of God's grace in our lives. And so to celebrate Jesus every day of the year, focus on God's grace. That's the idea here with Mary. She has been favored with God's grace. And she will bear the Christ child not because she's deserving, not because she's special, not because she's earned it, but because God is gracious. Mary had nothing to boast about because she was simply chosen by God. Focusing on God's grace is also good for preparing us for difficulty. It's helpful to focus on God's grace and helps prepare our hearts, prepare our minds for when we face difficulties. Like Mary's initial thoughts, that's often how we face difficult situations, isn't it? We think, like Mary did, that these difficulties are strange and this is unusual. How am I to think about this? But have you ever slowed down to think about the possibility that God's grace is at work in your difficulties? Do you ever stop to ask God to help you see His grace in the midst of your challenges and hardships? See His grace and what He wants to grow in you through those trying circumstances? It would be good for us to practice that. And even when we're not facing a particular hardship, to, to focus on God's grace to help train ourselves so that we would focus on and look for God's grace in the midst of the hardships when they come. Or do we go the other way? Do we complain? Maybe we even lash out at God. Why me? Why this? Chuck Swindoll has rightly said that each problem is a God-appointed instructor. (laughs) That's true. And God intends it to be so. It's hard for us to view our difficulties for the grace of God that they can bring. But what we need is faith. And we need to trust in God and thank Him for His grace. Focus on God's grace. We see here that Mary handles this situation well, and and that's kind of a challenge to us, isn't it, to live by faith also. But look at verse 30 and how Gabriel reassures Mary, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Do not be afraid. And so the angel, God's messenger, tells Mary that she's found favor and God's grace is with her. Did you notice here that the angel uses her name? I think that's remarkable. And I... I'm encouraged by that, that Mary is known by God. And this, too, is God's grace as her fears are calmed. Focus on God's grace. Do not forget the grace of God in your life. Another way we can celebrate Jesus all year long is when we're reminded here to focus on the Savior Not just focusing on God's grace, but focus on the Savior. What Mary hears next from the angel Gabriel is incredible and wonderful news. Look at verses 31 through 33 again. Verse 31, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary is going to give birth to a son. And he's to be named Jesus. Of course, every baby is special. (laughs) Right, Tim? (laughs) Every baby is special. But this will be a very special baby. This will be the Son of God. And the name Jesus is significant because it means Savior. Think of it. Jesus. Savior. This is the first significant fact that the angel reveals to Mary about the child she will carry. He will be the Savior Keep this fresh in your mind as you celebrate the birth of Christ, Jesus, Savior. There will be festivities and special programs and special activities as best as we can these days. Special decorations, gift giving, good food. But the most important news to us, at Christmas and all year long, the most important news for us to remember through all the joy of celebrating is that Jesus came to earth to be our Savior. We desperately need a Savior, and we have a Savior in Jesus Christ. And though many people you and I meet don't think they need a Savior, they do. We do, and they do. We all need a Savior because we have all sinned. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, says Romans 3.23. There hasn't been a man or woman other than Jesus Christ who hasn't been a sinner in need of a Savior. And so we can rejoice all year long, every day of the year, as we focus on the Savior. Because of our sin, we face the consequences, which is death. Death. Romans 6.23 reminds us that the wages of sin is death. But the Savior solves that problem, he answers that problem. When we constantly focus on the Savior, we're reminded that the good news is also in that same verse. It too tells us about the Savior, for the wages of sin is death, yes, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Focus on the Savior. All who place their faith and trust in Jesus are forgiven and saved from their sins and are given the precious gift of eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord, our Savior. Have you accepted Jesus as your Savior? Have you trusted in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? If you have not, there's no time like now. There's no reason to wait. Give yourself to Jesus. There's no time like now to surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Confess your sins to God in prayer, even in this moment, and trust in Him if you have not. And you will be saved today. You can rejoice in your Savior. Now, I want you to note also that in verse 32, the angel Gabriel tells Mary that her son will be great. Now, occasionally, we look around and call certain people great. (laughs) We think of certain people that stand out to us, and we think they're exceptional, and we say, well, that's a great person, or a great man, or a great woman. But there's never been a person that lived before or after Jesus who is greater than he. He is great. Think about the people you admire most. Think about people we often call heroes. Far greater than any of them is Jesus. So focus on Jesus, focus on the Savior. Another way we can celebrate Jesus all year long is when we're reminded here to focus on God the Son. God the Son. Not just a baby, but a special baby. Jesus is our Savior, and He is great, but the angel isn't done yet. The next thing the angel tells Mary in verse 32 about Jesus is that He will be called Son of the Most High. Mary's baby would be the Son of God, God in human flesh. He would be divine. The baby will be a man, but He would also be God, God in human flesh, Jesus would be fully God and fully man at the same time. That's why this baby had to be born of a virgin and had to be conceived of the Holy Spirit. And we can rejoice in this fact. What incredible news this is for Mary and for all mankind. Jesus Christ, God in human flesh, come to this earth as a little baby. And as Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 7 tells us Christ Jesus who though he was in the form of God did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped but made himself nothing taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men so Jesus came as a baby and made himself a servant but this servant was also Reign. And we're told here in Luke chapter 1 and verse 33, He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of His kingdom there will be no end. You see, Jesus came to be the Savior, the sacrifice for sinners, but He also came to reign. And we can rejoice in that truth. Today, Jesus' throne is in heaven, but one day He will fulfill this promise when He returns to make His kingdom on earth. And of His kingdom, there will be no end. Just think of it. No end. Eternally, Jesus will reign. Through the centuries, and even today, we've seen kingdoms rise and fall. Leaders on this earth come and go. But the reign of Jesus will be eternal, will be forever. That wonderful truth should strengthen our faith in God when we look at the world that we live in today and all of its troubles. When you look at what's going on around you and you think, what in the world is going on? Just remember, Jesus came as a baby, but He didn't stay a baby. (laughs) God sent His Son for us, and Jesus will reign forever. What's also wonderful is that Jesus can reign in our lives today. And He should be reigning in our lives today. If you're a follower of Jesus, how blessed and joyful your life can be, even today, if you will submit your life to the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes I think we, we think of heaven as the first place we'll really know rejoicing and joy. And yet God wants us to know rejoicing and joy now in Jesus Christ. Now look at verse 34 again. Mary hears all these wonderful things and has one question How can this be, since I do not know a man? Mary just couldn't comprehend. And we understand, right? It it would make sense that she doesn't understand. Mary just couldn't comprehend how this could possibly happen, since she had never known a man. But Gabriel graciously explains to her in verse 35, Look at it, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And then the angel gives her an example, someone she knows very well, who will also be giving birth in a seemingly impossible situation. Verse 36, look at it. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. And then Gabriel gives Mary and us these wonderful words. I love verse 37, don't you? Look at verse 37. For nothing will be impossible with God. An old barren woman giving birth? Nothing is impossible with God. A young virgin giving birth? Nothing is impossible with God. Isn't that wonderful? That's a wonderful truth, to know that with God, all things are possible. We look at things and go, that's impossible. Or we look at a certain person or situation and we think, that's impossible. I've heard testimonies of people who, before they knew Christ, people looked at their lives and said, they'll never be saved. That's impossible. Careful. (laughs) Nothing is impossible with God. God come to earth to save me from my sins? Me? Nothing is impossible with God. God can give wisdom and help me with my problems? Nothing is impossible with God. And look at Mary's wonderful response to all she's been told in verse 38. And this is the fourth way we can celebrate Jesus all year long. Focus on serving Jesus. Focus on serving Jesus. Look at verse 38. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Isn't that precious? That's a powerful example for us, isn't it? Did it make sense to her? Probably not. (laughs) Could she fathom it? Definitely not. But she'd been told nothing is impossible with God. And so her response is sweet, isn't it? It's precious, and it's instructive to us. What a wonderful response and a powerful example for us to live by this year. As we head into 2021, believe it or not, nothing is impossible with God, and God calls us to serve Him. May we have the same kind of attitude that Mary shows. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. God's word teaches us to say to Him by faith, Here I am, Lord. I'm your servant. I may not understand everything that comes my way. I may not see how it's going to work out. But I know nothing's impossible with you, and I'm your servant. Do with me what you will. Here I am, Lord, I'm your servant. Do what you please with my life. Can you say that to the Lord today? That may be scary at times. But you can look to the Lord in faith and trust that He knows what He is doing. And He is working all things together for good. And as we enjoy this special time of year, let's not forget that it is the coming of Jesus to earth as a baby to be our Savior that we celebrate. Jesus is the Christ of Christmas, and He is far greater than we can imagine. We think that Jesus is great, and we're just scratching the surface. He is God, and yet He experienced life as a man on earth. How incredible is that? He is God, and yet he experienced suffering on earth as we do. And I often think of this, that yes, he can identify with our weaknesses. He can identify with our suffering. But it's not as if we take our suffering to God and he says, but wait, no, 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 Jesus suffered more. So move along. No, no, no. God says through Christ, I I understand. Come come with me. Let me hold your hand through this suffering. God looks at our suffering through the eyes of Jesus Christ, the suffering servant who came to save, and says, I'm here for you in this suffering. He doesn't minimize our suffering by looking at Christ. He maximizes the work He's going to do in our lives through our suffering as He looks to His Son. The Lord Jesus Christ identifies with us and understands the struggles that we face. And so let's be certain we're making Jesus the king of our lives every day. Focus on serving Jesus, the king of kings and lord of lords. God's people should be people who celebrate Jesus all year long. God's people should be people who make much of the Lord Jesus Christ, not only at Christmas, but all year long. In fact, that's why we gather here, and we call this the Lord's Day. (laughs) It's not the only day we should give to the Lord, but it's a day that we come together to give to the Lord, and remind ourselves that we need to make much of the Lord Jesus Christ in our own lives and with our own lives. You should celebrate Jesus all year long. And you can do that by focusing on God's grace, shown to you through Jesus Christ. Focus on God's grace. And you can do that by focusing on the Savior, who Jesus is, the Savior... (laughs) come to save us from our sins. And you can do that by focusing on God the Son, Jesus, who is King and is reigning and will reign and should be reigning in your life today. And you can do that by focusing on serving Jesus. Will you serve Jesus? Will you humble yourself before the Lord and before His Word? And say with Mary, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. That takes faith, doesn't it? And you can be strengthened in your faith as you keep looking to Jesus, focusing on God's grace, focusing on the Savior, who Jesus is, focusing on God the Son, Jesus, who is King and is reigning and will reign. Focusing on serving Jesus. Now that's how we ought to celebrate Christmas. And that's how we ought to celebrate Jesus every day of the year. May we do that together. Let's pray. Our precious Heavenly Father, we do ask for your wisdom and your strength that we might serve you as your faithful children who may not always understand what's happening, or what you're doing, or how you're going to work in our situations. Lord, help us to humble ourselves with Mary and say to you, Behold, I'm your servant. Let it be to me according to your word. God, help us to humble ourselves before your word. Help us to humble ourselves before the work that you intend to do in us and through us, and for your glory, and for our good and for the good of those around us as we share the good news of Jesus Christ. God, I pray that you would strengthen us with your word, strengthen us by the work of your Spirit in us as you sent the Lord Jesus Christ to be born as a baby and to live as a man and then to die and then to be raised from the dead. We now have his Holy Spirit living in us who believe. And we praise you for the strength and help of the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, strengthen us and help us and encourage us, and give us your wisdom. And may we worship and celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ, not just at Christmas, but every day of the year. God, give us strength for that, and give us faith and hope and courage to face each day, knowing that Jesus is reigning and will reign for all eternity. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.